Information is for illustrative purposes only and do not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Paul Durso and Charles Bowers, Jr. are investment advisor representatives of Insight Folios. Retirement is coming up fast. Will you have the income for the life you're dreaming of? Will you be traveling or flipping channels? Will you be helping the kids and grandkids or asking them for help? If you've worked, saved, and done without, but you still don't know if you'll make it, then welcome to Simply Financial, where you'll learn to invest like a pro so you can move forward with confidence. This is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, your first step to financial clarity. Now, here's Paul. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where we're all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm your host, Paul, here with my co-host, Charlie. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, tis the seasons to be... Tis the seasons. That's close enough. Tis the season to be filled with awe and gratitude. This can be the most family-centric, faith-centric, and most commercialized and stressed out time of the year. People come together in love and blow their budgets and bank accounts, maybe not paying off their Christmas debt until the middle of next year. But it doesn't have to be like that. Join us and laugh with us and realize with us the struggle and rejoicing that Christmas truly means. You know, this is our very first Christmas show, our, our annual Christmas show. You know why it's annual? Because we're going to do it once a year? There you go. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty quick today. Yeah, yeah, very quick. And, uh, and today we're going to be talking about the true meaning of Christmas and how that meaning impacts lives. So let's talk about the true meaning of Christmas and where it came from, but let's go straight to the source first. Where the source is... Where God's the Christmas, word. yeah, where Christmas started, yeah. originated, which is in is in the Bible, where God's true. So, what I want to do is I want to read a verse from Luke, Luke one three. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you. Now, that's not in the entire verse three; that's most of it, though. But basically, that's Luke talking about. The, the rigorous work that he's gone through and investigated everything. That he's checked everything, which is, and, and you know, Luke was a physician, so he's a scientist. He, he's meticulous about getting all he's the information. Detailed. He's checked it all. Yes, absolutely. And, and of the four Gospels, Luke has been renowned to, to be the most detailed. And the reason why we're talking about this and his attention to detail, because this isn't just some story. Right. It's not made up. This is real this is the origin of Christmas, and, and I know, Charlie, you're going to read from Luke 2, 4 through 20. But take a listen real quick and, and hear where Christmas originated. You know, it almost makes me think I'm Linus on the Charlie Brown Christmas show because I, I think he goes through a lot of this, too. So this is Luke 2, 4 through 20. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. 
She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So isn't that amazing? And there you have it, the beginning of Christmas the, right there. The real underlying, the real meaning the real of meaning, Christmas. The so true meaning. Yep. So, Paul, has this changed your life in any way, this, this story, this this knowledge that you have yeah so when I was very young I, I grew up in a, a Christ-centered home my my father grew up in a Catholic home and uh, he found Jesus through a, actually Billy Graham oh, really? uh, crusade on, on on the television got saved in the 70s and um, so I when I was born my both of my parents were, were strong believers and uh, they they introduced me to, to God's word and, and to this story at a very young age. But I didn't really understand it. Mm. And, you know, there's probably quite a few people that don't understand it. And I know we're going to be talking about a couple of verses later on in the show that actually when we're reading them, I'm like, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not even sure what that means. Yeah, you know, the yeah. Bible can be very confusing. And that's why it's, it's alive and breathing. And it's, it's so intense. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember when I, was, when I was young and trying to learn about God, and uh, trying to understand it, but I just didn't get it. And um, I was about six years old or so, and I was at school playing on the playground, and I fell off the jungle gym. I was trying to go from the one side to the other mm-hmm. on the the, the jungle or the bars that right. everybody monkey wants to bars, call. monkey bars, yeah, yeah that's yep. what they call. Them. And uh, and I fell off in the middle, and I land. I was swinging, and I landed on my my right arm. And, um, and I really hurt and I was crying and the nurse was, um, or my teacher said that, you know, it's, it's not a big deal, buddy, you know, just go back playing. And I was really, really hurting, went back to class and I just couldn't get over the pain. Something just wasn't right. And I was crying Mm -hmm. and the teacher was actually getting mad. And, um, I, I actually just ran out of class because I was in so much pain and my teacher wouldn't allow me to do anything. Long story short, went to the nurse's office come to find out my arm was broken four mm. places four places in my that's back before they put uh bark or yeah. some rubber pellets or something oh, soft under monkey bars so i i went to the doctor my, my my parents came in um i got a got cast on my arm and um my my parents went to go take me to a movie where um it was called lady hawk it's back in the 80s can't help you yeah it's a super old movie 
and uh, where this lady turns into a hawk and back. Stephen into, doesn't follow yeah, it either. Yeah, I'm, some crazy uh, movie. Yeah. And at the end, she gets shot with an arrow and dies. I think you and hit your head when you came no. off the monkey bars. You didn't. There's no, no such there's, thing. The lady Hawk, look it up. Okay. All right. You know, you're out there. Check Google it out. Google it. IMDb, check it out. So, um, long story short, I'm sitting in the car and I'm thinking about this lady Hawk, the movie mm-hmm. that gets shot and killed, and it just it devastated me as a young boy. Thinking about, I broke my arm. I'm 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 not invincible. I can die. And uh, came back to the house. We lived in a small apartment in Texas. And my dad's drawing on my, my cast, and he's telling me this story. He's telling me about Christ. He's telling me about what he's done and how he came into this world to save this world. And I'm just a, a broken little five, six-year-old boy yeah. and thinking about death. And it was that moment that God changed my life. Mm. He came into my heart. I understood for the very first time in my life that, that God saved me, that I was a broken individual, and I was lost. And I found Christ that day at six years old with a broken arm just after watching Lady Hawk yeah. <laughs> and uh, it changed my life what about you Charlie uh, how has this story changed your life well you know I, I grew up in a Christian home too and I I can't remember not believing really in God and, and, and you know as I'm growing up people say oh you can't do that you have to have a conversion experience you have to be born again that can't be right you know you have to have a, a set point in time but I don't the, the closest thing that I have to that is in seventh grade we were in Sunday school, and Dr. White said, all right, everyone come in here and, and close your eyes and let me know. I want to see a, a show of hands on who knows that if they passed away today, they would go to heaven. And, and I couldn't raise my hand. I didn't have really? that kind of confidence, but, but I would still say that, you know, I, I believe in, in Jesus as Lord and Savior. So, you know, it, it's kind of a something that I, I can't say that I ever was on knowledgeably on the other side of it. But I can say that with the eternal perspective and the peace that, that, you know, counting on him, banking on Jesus in my life has made it so much more joyful than uh, I know it could have been. You know, and, and further on the show, we're going to be talking a lot, of, a lot of different things about this Christmas holiday season and what it means to you and what it means to us. And it's so difficult sometimes to go through this season and, and not have an emotional oh, kind yeah. of gamut of happiness and sadness for lots of different so reasons, reasons because so you've lost people or what have you. Let me ask you this. It, it occurred to me, we were talking about the shepherds were the first, and you know, later in the story, the, the wise men mm-hmm. from the East came. How do you think they knew about Jesus being the Messiah and to follow the star? Because somebody told them? Who do you think that might have been? It, 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 so I don't know where I heard it, but... You remember when Israel got captured by the Babylonians and mm-hmm. Daniel was there? I bet he taught all of all of the, the prophecies of the coming Messiah. Well, obviously they, and they, they were knew looking they were looking. For, yeah, isn't it? Which is quite interesting when you think about yeah. looking because we're we're supposed to be aware today, you know, really about the de- devil who's prowling around like a lion mm-hmm. looking to see if he can devour you. And back then it was a little bit different. It wasn't, I mean, I'm sure they were looking at, you know, sin and trying to, to yeah. find restitution for that, but also looking for the Messiah, the newborn baby Christ, you know, mm-hmm. such a different world, you know, to not have that, you know, because our know. calendar's based off of that. I mean, that That's is right. the beginning. B.C. to A.D. And, I, and, and I always thought B.C. meant before Chuck, my son, so <laughs> I don't know. It's No, before Christ. Before Christ. 
Anno Domini. Yep. So that's awesome. So we're going to quickly go to a break uh, here in a, in, in a minute or a, a few seconds. But just before we do, you know, what one of the things that we're going to be talking about later in the show, you know, is Christian re- or Christmas realities. We're going to be talking a lot about life change. Mm-hmm. And this story has changed my life. It's changed Charlie's life. And I'm, I'm willing to bet it's changed a lot of you listening out there right lives. now. Yeah. So I'm excited to, to finish up. But when we get back, we're going to be talking about Christmas movies and traditions. This is Paul Durso. The show is Simply Financial, and this is the Insight Financial Network IFN. Hey, this is Charlie, and we'll get back to the show in just a minute. But if you're worried about where you'll get the income for your dream retirement, just call us for our free retirement rescue toolkit. The first 10 callers will get two books and tons of other material you wouldn't expect to get from a financial advisor absolutely free. Knowledge is power, right? So here's a ton of knowledge for you, and it's free. Give us a call at Insight Folios at 855-999-7526. Get your free retirement rescue toolkit Today, that's 855-999-7526. Hi, this is Jeff Kemp, author of Facing the Blitz, and you're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, and this is the Insight Financial Network. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You are listening to Simply Financial with me, Paul Durso. And it is so hard to not sing right now. I just want to sing so bad. I love that song. It just makes me think of Christmas in my childhood. And just before a break, we were talking about, you got to shut that off because I'm going to start singing. Um, We're talking about favorite memories and, and movies and before we get into our favorite memories, mm-hmm. we got to talk about Christmas movies. And just before we started uh, taping this show, our our amazing, Who? unbelievable producer Stephen, who is grabbing a mic right now, yep, he's, he's going to try to. We, his we got here. into a debate because the song that took us to break was a Run DMC Christmas song, and I said, "Who can name the movie that that was from?" This takes, the Christmas movie. this takes me back to my childhood. It was probably the first like really adult movie. There's nothing in it, but you know, it was a it was an R movie. And I remember as a kid, this I think that was one of the very first R movies I ever watched. And I said, you who went can to the name? theater to see it? No, I was when it was on uh, v- VHS. Okay. All right, all right. VHS, not VHS. even DVD. Wow, I didn't know you knew <laughs> and, what that uh, was. And I said, who can name the movie? And nobody can name it. I said, it's from Die Hard. And then this happened, Stephen. What did you say? I said it's not a Christmas movie. Whoa, 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 now, whoa. See, I, I know that's, that's really got a lot of you out there upset right now. Now, <laughs> I was at the movies this weekend with my three boys yep. watching, I don't even know, what, it was a Christmas movie, The Grinch. And we're at a, a small theater in Redstone in, in Fort Mill. And it was going through all of the Christmas movies that they're playing before Christmas. It's a Wonderful Life is playing December 24th and 25th. Right. And they were playing Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. And guess what the third one was? Die Hard. What, Christmas movie. What dates, though, are they playing the Die Hard movies? 26th and 26th. Yeah. 
There's 12 days to Christmas there. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas isn't just a day. It's all year long. That's not what I'm saying. It's just not one of those. It's not one of those movies I think about watching at Christmas time. It's not. Okay, we're not going to humiliate you right here, but w- what is your favorite movie if you don't think Die Hard? Wait, my Christmas. favorite Christmas? Yeah, Christmas. Christmas movie. Besides Die Hard. Oh, uh, Christmas Vacation. That is a good one. Is there, uh, Home Alone. Home. I watched it last night with my boys. Okay, all right. Um, I watched Last Holiday last night with my wife. So. <laughs> last night? Last Holiday, last night, yes. What's Last Holiday? You don't know? With Queen Latifah? That's a oh, really oh, yes, cool yes, yes, yes. That's yeah, a very good movie. That's a good movie. That, I like and then uh, A Wonderful Life. It's a wonderful. Life. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and Scrooge. Scrooge with Bill Murray. The Bill, Mur- the Bill oh, Murray Scrooge. one. Scrooge That's a good one. A that okay. is a very good one. <laughs> so, so here's here's the deal. I want you if, if you're if you want to get into this debate, I want you to call the studio and I want you to ask for Steven. There you go. And I want you to tell him <laughs> that Die Hard is in fact a Christmas movie because there is no debate. That is a Christmas movie when the movie theaters are playing it. During Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. The name of the show has Paul Durso on it, so you can't go against <laughs> the man here. Come on. <laughs> All right, so let's let's switch gears here. Talk about our favorite memories. What is your memories. favorite Christmas memories? You know, I've got a brother and two sisters, and when we were young, we used to go to my grandmom's. There's just so many options. One of them that I think was really pretty funny was uh, I went to my wife's grandparents' house, and they had a way of picking on the extended family. And Aunt Norma, which we talk about here sometimes with the Simplicity mm-hmm. Report, oh, yeah. Aunt Norma was sitting there, and uh, she got a gift, and she opened it because we kind of take turns, and it was a tray. And it was a fairly nice tray. She said, oh, look, I've got a tray. And then Norma got two or three other packages and opened them up, and there were trays. And uh, all of a sudden, Norma had like 10 more gifts than anybody else. And every time she'd open one, it was a tray. And she said, I think somebody's messing with me. So now whenever someone kind of mentions something that they have an issue with, it became a, a point of contention the next round. I happened to be talking about when Lori was into candles. And I went up to the attic, and we had melted dozens of candles up in the attic. And, but that was okay. She got some candle-making kits, and we, we were just full of candles. Well, apparently it was my turn that next year, and uh, I was the one that got candles and more candles That's and hilarious. more candles. But I, I caught on quick. So before the day was over, I started whining about $100 bills. Hey, you can't take <laughs> change for it. You can't spend them. You, and, and Lori and I happened to move to Pittsburgh in the middle of that next year. And you, I don't know if you know what this is, but since you did say you, VHS, huh? they sent us a, a tape. And it was of Lori's cheap papa, granddad, who always carried a wad of money with him but wouldn't give you anything. He was laid back in his chair, and all the grandkids were running out. He was peeling off $100 bills. Oh, oh. Charlie, you should have been here. This, <laughs> this was a great Christmas. $100 bills. That is awesome. <laughs> I love that. So, so, so for me, you know, when I was very young, I was born in Brooklyn, and Brooklyn, New York. Uh, you can hold that against that me, That explains a lot, right? I know, now. Okay. I know. Right. I am very proud of my heritage. I love the fact and ex- and celebrate the fact that I am from Brooklyn, New York. And I spent every single Christmas of my life up to maybe 18, 19 years old in New York City, in Brooklyn. 
And my uncle, my my dad had one brother, an uncle of mine, Uncle Frank, and uh, who lives in Florida now. He lived with my, or actually lived on his own for a little bit, and kind of lived with my my grandparents. And I love my grandparents dearly. And we used to spend every Christmas in their home in Brooklyn, on East 58th Street in Brooklyn, New York. And um, my uncle was just such a good giver. He he just loved Christmas. He loved our birthdays. Any time that he got to give us presents was like the best day of the year for him. And it wasn't just that he gave it. He, he gave it with just such just excitement. He couldn't wait for us to open it, even when we knew exactly what he was giving us because he asked us and he always gave you what you wanted, you know? Yeah, and he great. was just so excited. And this one particular Christmas, I will never forget, we're like, where's Uncle Frank? Where's Uncle Frank? He never showed, you know, we, we didn't know in our, which we're going to talk later in the show about traditions, we opened our Christmas presents on New, on Christmas Eve. And, you know, Uncle Frank's nowhere to be, sa- be found. There's a couple presents under the tree, but, you know, where's Uncle Frank and basically Santa, you know? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the horns start going crazy, and all everybody's looking out the front window, and here comes this mail truck up to our house, come, pulls open the gates, comes in, and he comes out with the Santa hat on, and he's like, Merry Christmas, oh, wow. Merry Christmas. And the entire mail truck is filled to the brim with Christmas presents. And as a little, like, nine-year-old boy looking at this entire truck full of presents, let me tell you, my uncle just ear-to-ear excited, just, I can't wait to give you guys all of this stuff. And then, you know, walks in and, and everybody's, like, bringing in presents. And is it, it's kind of selfish, I know, because, you know, it was, it was giving, I was receiving and he was giving but, you know, the, the, the point of what I learned from my uncle and that such awesome memory for me was this the joy of giving. Yep. However, in today's society, I think we might, have, might go a little overboard. So let's talk a little bit about some Chris, Christmas reality. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's right. And we've talked about it on uh, some of our TV interviews that uh, sometimes we spend an awful lot of money around Christmas time and uh, take a real chance of spending spending the rest of 2019 paying for 2018 like quite a bit like cousin eddie says it's the gift that keeps on giving clark or or taking that's right (laughs) and and according to an article in market watch how long it took to pay off christmas debt shoppers in the u.s racked up an average of 1054 dollars last christmas season that's an increase of five percent over the previous year and i bet we'll spend more again this year oh yeah and then 44 percent of shoppers racked up more than a thousand in holiday debt and 5% accumulated more than $5,000 in debt. That's a, that's a big debt burden to be taking on, you know, right at the end of the year. So, you know, the struggle can be real, and it can block out rejoicing once you have the, the money woes to, to worry about. So what are some tips we can give listener out there to help combat some of these struggles? You know, because what's, what's interesting in my own life is, I went from being a greedy adolescent, and I'm sure I still struggle with that to a large degree, but now I love to give. I can't wait for Christmas morning. Not, And I don't even like opening presents myself as much as I love to give. Mm-hmm. And I love watching the joy of my kids. So how can we give some tips? What some tips can we give away to help some, some of our listeners with that? Well, you know, Quickly, I, I remember when I was younger and some of the extended family didn't have much money necessarily for gifts, they would make 
homemade cookies and candies. That was a great gift. That uh, I'd enjoy that right now. That, that we, Stephen, do you have any milk and cookies? You can't play Santa. <laughs> come on, okay. come on. Right. <laughs> and then there's, you know, you always hate to think about it, but you can always have a budget and say, mm-hmm. all right, this is what I spent last year. This is what I can afford to spend on each individual's gift. And then you kind of stick to it. You and one of the things I'd recommend with that budget is getting a specific credit card for Christmas mm-hmm. and and you spend every single dime on Christmas on that credit card soon, exactly what you spend. Because yeah. sometimes my wife will start shopping in August and you just totally lose track of how much you spend and what you have. And then Christmas Eve, you're wrapping presents. You're like, when did we buy all of this? My problem is not only do we lose track of what we've spent, we lose track of where the gifts are. We'll find yeah. them years later or wherever we talk. So a lot, of, a lot of people make bad financial decisions this time of year. You know, let, let's not you make another single one of those bad decisions. It's important that you make smart financial decisions, not only right now at Christmas and this holiday season, but throughout the year. So why don't you give us a call Let's sit down. Let's help you make smart financial decisions, not only the remainder of this holiday season or into 2019. Let's get you on the right track. Make sure you can afford to retire. Make sure that you are saving enough money heading into retirement. Give us a call, 704-529-9500. When we get back, we're going to talk about some more serious Christmas choices and possibly some more struggles. This is Charlie Bowers here with co-host Paul Durso. The show is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity right here on the Insight Financial Network, IFN. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile. And on every street corner you'll hear silver bells. It's the most wonderful time of the year. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm Charlie Bowers here with Paul, and we're talking Christmas. And right now, Paul, I think we need to talk about Christmas isn't always a joyous time of the year for everybody. It can also be a pretty sad time. You know, people can feel lonely or or, or things aren't the same as they had hoped it would be. You know, and, and sometimes it's it's hard for certain people, um, myself being one of them, because I don't really have any 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 sad memories, you know, other than the mm-hmm. fact that my, my grandparents passed on. And, um, and my fondest memories of my childhood involve my grandparents. Yeah. And they're no longer around. And um, But I love the memories that I share mm-hmm. and, and that I have. So when I think you know, we're coming back from break and, you know, he's singing, um, I'm like belting out the words to that song. I love Christmas. I mean, I love decorating. I love everything about Christmas. But there are a lot of people that just cannot just no. take this time of year because of what it brings. You know, it's tough enough that, you know, I've lost my grandparents. Lori's lost hers, but Lori's lost her parents. And, you know. It's especially hard for her, and, and I can't even begin to imagine someone's lost a child or a sibling or, mm-hmm. or uh, divorced or all kinds of you know, 
bad things that happen in life that, that certainly we experience. And it's almost a shame when it happens around one of the major holidays because it is a, an instant reminder of, of something tough that's going on in life. So not that you and I are psychologists, although at times in meetings we, we end up playing one and, uh, and having to give some advice. Because when you talk about your money, um, all the walls come down. It's like, yeah, I got nothing else to, to hide. I might as well mm. just tell you everything. And uh, we get into some very, very serious conversations from time to time. But not that you and I are licensed psychologists or anything of that matter. But what are, what are some things that we can share to really help um, someone who's dealing with grief or loneliness right now? You know, it, it, or how do you deal it, with it? It's hard to, well, for me, um, you know, I've, I've got kind of an eternal perspective mm-hmm. on life that, yeah, there's going to be bad stuff that happens. And there's not a thing I can do to necessarily stop it. I'm, I'm going to experience bad times in my life. But, you know, eternity is a long time. So my Amen. hundred years here, whatever it is on earth, I'm going to have some tough times. But I know that the worst thing that can happen to me can't happen to me. You know, I, I, I know because you're going to spend eternity in heaven. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great perspective. And, you know, for me, my wife and I get into this debate quite often about me being an optimist about the the, the rose colored glasses mm-hmm. that I wear all the time. Everything's always going to work out. Nothing bad can ever happen. And she calls herself a realist and she calls me an optimist. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, those aren't opposites. <laughs> and um, and and. My my deal is always seeing the best in every type of situation. And that uh, obviously I love your perspective there on an internal perspective and the fact that there will be a day that you get to spend time with them again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of the people out there don't necessarily have that same perspective because you might have lost a loved one that isn't going to spend eternity in heaven Mm -hmm. um, or. You don't know. And yeah. I can tell you, my grandfather, I, I believe in my heart and I hope in my heart that he was saved, but I'm not 100% certain. Yeah. And he was the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. And I, I pray that I, I get to see his amazing face in heaven again or in heaven someday, but I, I don't know. So, mm. And I choose to not dwell on that. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of hurting people out there, and you may or may not know this from listening to our show, but I attend a church that's got six, six campuses all over Charlotte. It's called Forest Hill. And we have an amazing ministry through Forest Hill that's a counseling center. And if you are dealing with struggle, with, with hurt, with loneliness, with thoughts that, um, that, that just have an end in mind, then I, I, would, uh, I, I would definitely point you to go to the counseling center at Forest Hill Nothing is worth, you know, putting an end to something. Yeah. And there's there's always a bright side. You know, take it from an eternal <laughs> optimist over here. I always, and I love to see the, the positive in every situation, even if it's completely dire. There's This, this too shall pass. Mm. And uh, get a hold of Forest Hill. You can go to foresthill.com. The best part about their counseling ministry is there's no cost. So no matter where you are in the city, no matter what your financial conditions are, you can go to their counseling, get the help you need, and it's not going to cost you a dime to do it. And let, let me say one other little brief story that uh, I think means so much from that perspective. You know, whether you're hurting 
or, or whatever the situation is, and you just don't think you can make it to another day. Um, this is a story that I'd heard, I don't know how, how long ago it was, about Cecil B. DeMille. You know, he was the producer of Ben-Hur, Charleston Heston. But you may be too young to even know what that is. Ben-Who? Ben-Hur, not Lady Hawk, Ben-Hur. Come on, man. Well, when, when they began to, to work on this movie, Ben-Hur, DeMille was talking to Charleston Heston. You know, he was the star. He was Ben-Hur. Uh, about the all-important chariot race at the end. And he had decided that Heston should uh, actually learn to drive the chariots himself rather than using a stunt double. And, you know, that's kind of tough to take chariot driving lessons. I don't know where you go to get that these days. And th- these things were four horses across. Oh, my word. So you can imagine that might be a, intimidating. a, a little intimidating. And uh, uh, Heston said, you know, learning to drive a chariot with four horses abreast is, is no small matter. And after he worked on it days and days practicing, he finally returned to the set and he talked to DeMille and said, you know, I think I can drive the chariot all right, Cecil. They're on a first-name basis, uh-huh. Cecil. But I'm not at all sure I can actually win the race. And uh, DeMille said, and I tear up when I read it, you know, Heston, you just stay in the race and I'll make sure you win, hmm. which I think is exactly the way God works with us. You mm-hmm. just stay in the race. That's awesome. You I, know, I love that story. God, God's got your back. Yep. You can't lose when God's mm-hmm. got your back. And if you look at the full armor of Christ that's talked about in the New Testament, the only part of the body that's not protected is, is back your back. Side, yeah, because God's got your back. No retreating, and there's yeah, there's no retreating, and there's no reason to fear yep. that who's got your back because God's standing right that's behind good. us. That's a, that's a great story. I love so, that story. Very quickly, we don't have a whole lot of time for we got to go to break, but let's do a rapid fire session. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you about ten or eleven questions. And uh, you just got to answer very quickly. And you know what? Maybe, maybe we're going to get Stephen, Stephen involved too. in this. Yeah. And I'll ask you, Charlie, I'll go first. I'll ask you some questions. And All then right. I'm going to say the question. And then, Charlie, I want you to give me an answer. And then, Stephen, I would love for you to give your answer as well. Mm. So the first question is big boxes, small boxes? Small boxes. Uh, big boxes. Of, of course, course he's would. a big course, man yep. over here. All right. And and I'm going to notice a trend that every answer is going to be opposite. Be bad. Die hard. <laughs> Eggnog or champagne? Eggnog. Champagne. Of course. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Stocking stuffers or big gifts? Big gifts. Big gifts. Uh, uh, that's two in a row there. I'll try. I was testing it. <laughs> <laughs> Draw names or gifts for everyone? Draw names. Gifts for everyone. Big dinner together or progressive dinner? Together. Together. Stay home or go out? Stay home. Yeah, stay home. New Christmas movie in the theater right now or classic movie at home? Classic at home. Yeah, classic at home. Uh, Ham, turkey, or roast? mm, Ham, I think I'm going with this time. Uh... I'll I'll go with uh, I'll go with ham as well. It's uh, so funny because when we wrote the question, uh, I Charlie's like ham, turkey, roast. I was like lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, old toys. Do you save them or you donate them? Donate. I'd love to, but I don't think we lived up to that. <laughs> <laughs> donate. Uh, do pets get gifts? Oh, it's expected. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> All right. Big question. Christmas trio. Christmas tree, artificial or real? Real. 
I'm afraid I'm to the age I've gone artificial on you. <laughs> but that's an old tradition. We used to go to the Christmas tree farm. I love it. it. I love it. All right, you get to play the same game because I'm asking Paul 10, 12 more questions. So your favorite day, is it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Without a doubt, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Uh, Open gifts on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Without a doubt, Christmas Eve, but we don't do that because my wife won't let me. (laughs) Christmas Day. All right. Boring. here's, Here's a kicker right here. And since you don't have kids, you don't know. Do you need to have to open the same number of gifts or the same value worth of gifts? I don't even know how to answer this Ooh. because I am not either one of those. I am getting what they, get what they want or what you really want to give them. I would have to say same number. I say value. Okay, good. I good. say value. Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2? Oh, Man. don't make me pick. Can yeah. I just say Home Alone? Uh, die Hard. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Die Hard. <laughs> I, all right. I'm gonna, people are going to hate me, too. Oh. I'm going to say one. one. You I watched one, one last night. It was yeah. so great. Classic Christmas music or current Christmas music? Classic, classic. all the way. Uh, all the way. What was that Run DNC thing we were listening to? <laughs> it's classic. Silent it's classic. Night classic. or Away in a Manger? Silent Night. Uh, yeah, Silent Night. What's your favorite holiday between the two, Christmas or Thanksgiving? Not even close, Christmas. Not even close. Christmas, yeah. Mm -hmm. Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, do you watch it or not? We do. Yes. Wow, what's wrong with you people? (laughs) Christmas decorating, love it or hate it? Love it. Love it. We do it, actually, I would start in October. All right. Do you attend Christmas Eve church service or not? Yes. No. Do you travel come to with family Forest Hill. or come to you? Travel uh, to or they come to you? Yes. We throw a big party, so they come to us. I right. actually, family comes to us, and yeah. we go to family. So <laughs> I have to answer that both ways. So traditions, old ones or new ones? Old. I wish I could do old, but my my wife <laughs> makes me do new ones. So. See, that's the thing. Old I'm becomes old. new once you get married. <laughs> Everything changes. Everything that's changes. That's the major change here. <laughs> So let's talk about some holiday traditions. How much time we got? We got a minute. Oh, well, man. We're going to have to finish this next segment. Let's start it, though. You know, over the – actually, let's start with your your very favorite tradition. Why don't you tell us before the break, and then I'll tell us after. Give me your best favorite or a few traditions from holidays, from past, present, whatever. The best tradition is why I pick you draw names. Is uh, well, there's, there's six of us in the family, mom, dad, four children. We would create names, and we'd, we'd draw one. Well, my – Older sister, Wendy, would usually write the names down on the cards. And my younger sister, Bramley, for two years in a row, pulled my dad. And she teared up. And it's come the third year, Wendy Because he all, was hard to get. He present, was impossible yeah. to buy for. Wendy went ahead and, and wrote dad's name on every, every little ticket in there. And we said, let's let Bramley pick first. And when Bramley picked it up, her, te- her eyes just teared up more than you could believe it was just it was the funniest thing in the world although it probably wasn't the nicest thing in the world oh yeah did. i think it's great yeah. knowing your sister i think it's absolutely yeah. hilarious so when, when we get back we're going to start to talk about the model of giving to follow for christmas so this is charlie bowers with paul durso the show is simply financial with paul durso and this is ifn the insight financial network Hey, it's Paul, and we'll be right back to the show in just a minute. But if you're worried about where you're going to get your dream income for retirement, 
Just give us a call and we're going to get in your hands absolutely free our Retirement Rescue Toolkit. For the first 10 callers, you're going to get two books and a ton of other materials that you wouldn't quite expect to get from a financial advisor absolutely free. Knowledge is power, right? So here's a ton of knowledge for you, and it's absolutely free. Just give us a call at 855-999-7526. Again, to get your free Retirement Rescue Toolkit today, pick up the phone and dial 855-999-7526. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, and we're talking about Christmas right now. And uh, we've been remiss in giving you our telephone number in case you do want to talk to us about Christmas or eternal things or just financial things. We need some help with uh, with some planning on retirement. Planning on retirement is a good thing. That's a that's a big part of what we do. Although we we do love uh, to talk about Jesus and, and our faith. Um, we love to talk about Christmas and the meaning of it, and, uh, and and each and every week on our show, we deal with passions of our heart, and one of the passions that God's put in our hearts is to help people Just with their money, people. their finances, yeah. and there's no bigger issue that, that separates families and marriages than money. That That's true in terms of marriages falling apart. It, yeah. It's a money issue. It is a money many, issue. Many, many times. A lot times. of times. Yep. So give us a call, 704-529-9500, 704-529-9500. Ninety-five hundred. We'd love to sit down with you, uh, and we can talk about a variety of different things. But most importantly, we're specialists when it comes to planning for and dealing with uh, financial issues relating to retirement. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about traditions. Just before the break, you told us about some of your favorite traditions, and I can tell you, mine have to do with the fact that we and I've alluded to this many times in the show. It's uh, which is opening presents on mm. Christmas Eve. And uh, I can remember as, as a child, we would start the process about 7.30. We'd eat dinner, and it was this big Italian meal that was cooking all day, and the sauce would be on the stove for mm. two days, and the house would smell amazing. My grandma would make her lasagna. They would make, um, a, a what are the, 9 by 12 pans or whatever? Mm. They'd make that for the family, and then I'd get my own 8 by 8 pan of lasagna just for a me. A Christmas lasagna. Oh, man. That's almost so like Die Hard, good. isn't it? It's not really a Christmas meal. And the, and the, and the uh. meatballs <laughs> and everything. And then after that, we listen to some Christmas music, play some board games, and then my dad would read the Christmas story, just like we did to All start right. the show. And then we kind of go around the room talking about what we're thankful for and, oh, uh, and all the things that you know, either God's done in our life or, or great memories that we had throughout that year. And then it, it would, as a child, the clock just seemed to like stand still. Like, you know, we'd start the, the story, which would take, it seemed like two hours and the clock would move a minute, you know, I'm like, come on. And then as soon as we got like five of, you know, we start playing louder and louder Christmas music and, then once the the clock struck midnight, man, we would just tear into those presents, and the music's blaring, eggnogs going, and everybody's just super happy. And there's Christmas paper everywhere. My grandpa is running around, you know, just with his garbage bag. As soon as you rip the presents open, he's just trying to grab the paper and put it in the trash bag. And you know, my mom is trying to find I'm your out. grandpa. I'm always trying to stuff <laughs> yeah. paper in the bag. That's now. me now, you know. <laughs> That's awful. But back then, it was just such an absolute wonderful tradition at your house now 
Christmas morning. Christmas. I was going to say. My wife will not. I can't even get her to let me open a present. Do they kids. get up before sunrise, or how do you handle that? Um, it's tough to get them in bed, and then it's tough to, you know, let grandma, because we have people sleep over, mm. and uh, it's tough to, you know, get a respectable hour. We try to keep it to 730 in the morning, but my kids would open presents at five if we let them. Mm. You know, they're in our bed, you know, at like six o'clock in the morning, and we're like, no, Santa hasn't even come yet. <laughs> you know, Daddy wants to, to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So, so how have traditions changed in your life? Yeah. We, we touched on it a little bit. You know, when when I'm a child, we, we wake up and we had Christmas at our house, but then we'd go to Lancaster. We lived in Columbia. We go to Lancaster and uh, visit with grandparents then. And some of the extended family, which was, you know, great, wonderful memories of some of the cousins and all we would play. But as time went on, then, you know, Lori and I and, and our kids were the nucleus of our family. Mm-hmm. And, and then you start having in-laws and siblings and, and things where you try to get together. Yeah. And then, then one two years we went to Pittsburgh to try to come back down and see everybody or even not being able to yeah. um, makes it tough. And during all of that time, um, you know, there were deaths, there were some divorces, That's and, tough. and it, it is tough. And, you know, that makes Change. Christmas yeah. not so such a good thing sometimes for people. And, you know, now uh, I've told on the show before that come April of next year, my daughter's going to be married. So that's going to add another dimension. dynamic and dimension to, to what our traditions may or may not be. So, you know, traditions are going to change. Yep. And before I talk about how my traditions have changed, I'm going to throw this over to Stephen because... As we've been talking to each other throughout this entire show and talking about memories and traditions and things that we love, I'm watching the wheels spin and I'm watching Stephen just go back to his childhood. So I'm dying to know That's right now. That's not even a very long trip for <laughs> no, Stephen. No, it's not. <laughs> but I want to know, tell me your favorite tradition or uh, memory from, from your childhood. So it's kind of just a combination of memories, but the one that I re- remember the most is just... Every Christmas Eve, we'd go over to my uh, uh, my my family's German, so my Oma's house. Oma, my, Oma, love it, uh, Oma. Yeah. And we would uh, my my Oma and Opa. Auskazeichnet. We would we uh, <laughs> we go every Christmas Eve. So we would go see a Christmas movie during Christmas Eve. We could go do all that, and then we would go meet over at my grandmother's house, and we would. It, it just always been a memory to me of just everyone would come over there, Be and together. then we go to our our house the next day and we have just a big um a big feast the next the next night did oma grow up putting real candles on her christmas tree like yeah um yes and she also celebrated which a lot of people don't celebrate here in america uh saint nicholas day Mm -hmm. and so you don't open your stockings on uh christmas day you open them on saint nicholas day Day, which is when uh is the december 6th yeah as i say it's early in december So I bet you my kids would love to adopt that. (laughs) (laughs) No, mom, we got out Saint Nick Day. Saint Nick. Why not make it a whole month? (laughs) I think so. Celebrate all all month long. I love that, Stephen. And you know, there's there's one thing that I absolutely love about this time of year, and it's just how it makes oh whoa it makes so many people smile. And you know, you think back over your life of just the wonderful times that God has blessed you with, and some of the memories and experiences that you have and most of those experiences tend to be revolving around family Mm -hmm. and in time spent at home your childhood and unfortunately 
not everybody has some of those memories. Most people, hopefully a lot of people do, but life changes people. You know, the, my most fondest memories, my most, the, the, the best memories I have of my childhood, we don't do it for my kids. They're not going to grow up with the exact same memories Mm -hmm. that I grew up with in Rockefeller center and ice skating in, in, in New York City. But, you know, it doesn't necessarily make it bad. It just makes no, it different. different. It's different for them. So They'll that, have that's their norm. Yeah. Yeah. And But the whole reason why I'm talking about this is just seeing the good in, in, in what God has blessed you with at that given time. And I know there's people that are super happy right now just looking at their life and what God's given them and just thinking and being gracious. And there's people that are looking at it going, why me? Why has this happened? Why did I have to experience that loss? And, you know, this is the time of year, and Christmas is the new beginning. You know, this is when Christ was born. This is when things were going to change. And mm-hmm. no matter what situation you're in, no matter how much hurt you have or what you have to be grateful and, and, and thankful for, you know, you've got a loving God that's right there. You know, you've got, hopefully, there's people around, whether it be through a counseling church um, or family that you can go spend time with, somebody that's gonna gonna love you and 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 allow you to experience new memories, mm-hmm. you know, moving forward. And it is so important to make those positive memories. And oh yet, yeah, yet, you know, the it's almost to the point. It seems like the money aspect messes things up. You it know, can. you, you <laughs> put it all on credit cards, and then you're paying all 2019 for the money, but. It's really the time you spend with the family mm-hmm. and, and the people that you love is so much more important. And and for one last time, you know, this, although we didn't talk a whole lot about money today, um, this is a financial show. Um, although the passion of Charlie's heart, the passion of my heart is to, to meet people where they're at and, and to help people where they're at. And if you're out there hurting financially, you're, you're blessed financially, no matter where you're at, we'd love to sit down with you and see how we can help, whether it's mm-hmm. just to pray for you Thank God for what he's done in your life. Try to fix what, you know, has, has happened in your life. Give us a call, 704-529-9500. Again, 704-529-9500. We'd love to see if we can do anything in your life right now. And, and let me just say that, you. Uh, you, you know, usually when we're on a financial show, we're talking about IRAs, our individual retirement arrangements. And uh, we're fortunate enough to be able to talk about ERAs today. And I'm not talking about baseball. I'm talking about your eternal retirement arrangement. So, you know, we've tried to, to bring a, a faith-based approach uh, to the show because that ultimately, we believe, is the, the most important and, thing and that we deal with. How much time we got? Hardly any time. So Die hard, Yeah, we, we were supposed to talk about the model to follow, and that was Christ giving his life. And we're completely out of time, unfortunately. But, you know, the, the greatest model of giving ever ever modeled in, in, in this life was Christ on the cross. Mm-hmm. And he gave his whole life away. Um, he sent his son to this earth, and um, he, he gave everything. And that's the best model we can follow. And mm-hmm. as we close the show, there's so many, thing, so many people that I want to thank. You know, Mickey uh, for putting these and helping us put these shows together every week. Every week. Um, our amazing who you've heard for the very first time. Producer extraordinaire Stephen, Stephen Die Hard Helbig. <laughs> yeah, and his <laughs> and his belief that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. what it is. And I want to thank you fine folks here at the station who give us this platform to bring financial clarity. 
to the greater uh, Charlotte reach. Uh, most importantly, I want to thank you for tuning in and telling your friends about this show. It's our hope here at Simply Financial that we're going to bring you useful steps toward financial clarity each and every week. Our ultimate goal, of course, is to help you retire securely. <clears throat> if you want to talk, pick up the phone, 704-529-9500. We'd love to sit down and talk with you. This is Paul Durso here with my co-host, Charlie Bowers. The show is Simply Financial with me, Paul Durso. We're all about taking your first step to financial clarity right here on the Insight Financial Network, IFM. Set the-